This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Today is Thursday, June 17th, 2021. On this day in 2008, news outlets reported that a human foot was found on a beach near Vancouver the day before. It was the fifth foot to be discovered there in less than a year. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Due to the graphic nature of these crimes, listener discretion is advised. This episode includes discussions of graphic body horror. We advise extreme caution for children under 13. Today we're covering the discovery of human remains at a public beach on Canada's western coast. Let's go back to Vancouver, British Columbia, on the morning of June 16, 2008. Coffee was on in the Bennett's Westham Island kitchen. It was a perfect day outside. The couple filled their mugs before taking a walk down the dock to see a friend. As they headed out along the glassy green water, Sharon noticed a sneaker a men's size 11 Nike, sole side up, floating in the distance. She joked with her husband if he wanted some new shoes. But to him, something seemed off about the scene. It was a low floater. When they fished the soggy sneaker from the sea, they noticed blood on its tongue. Sharon lifted the shoe and let out a scream. There was a human foot still inside. Sharon's mind leapt to the memory of her dear friend, who drowned in the Fraser a few years back. She dropped the sneaker. For days afterward, she scrubbed her hands hard. She could never seem to wash them clean enough. That foot was the fifth to be found in the area within the span of a year. All the locals had different ideas about where the remains were coming from. The theories ran the gamut. Some suggested the feet were the result of far-off tsunamis. Others claimed they were the work of a human trafficker. More insisted some demented, foot-obsessed killer was responsible. Mark theorized the feet were originating upriver. Because of the season, snow was melting down the Fraser in such mammoth amounts that nothing could move up the current. The Fraser is British Columbia's longest river, making an 850-mile trek through the Rockies and the Caribou Mountains to the coast range. It ends at Westham Island in a stretch of narrow channels and inky mud. The river's been referred to as the drainpipe of the Canadian West. The foot could have come from anywhere, and this particular one was a lefty. Eventually, forensic officers recognized its partner, a foot they had discovered four months earlier. The whole fiasco began in August of 2007, when a young girl discovered a man's running shoe on a nearby Jedediah Island beach. Later that week, a couple hiking on Gabriola Island found a decomposing foot inside a white Reebok. 
Early the next year, two more surfaced, one on Valdez Island and the other just south of Vancouver. Local police feverishly worked on the case, but found no evidence they'd been hacked off or removed by force. Some reports noted that it wasn't unusual for an appendage to separate from a body after being submerged in water for long periods. After collecting DNA samples, investigators linked nine of the body parts to seven disappearances, most of whom had been missing for at least a year. One of the victims had been lost for over two decades. But even as Mountie police teams worked their way through the mysterious case, more feet appeared on the beaches of British Columbia. Recently, the foot of a young hiker who disappeared in 2016 washed up in Puget Sound in 2019. To date, 21 feet have surfaced on Canada's and Washington's shores. Coming up, we'll talk about how science may better explain the case of the floating feet than forensics. Hi, listeners. It's Carter from ParCast, and I am thrilled to tell you about a new limited series I'm hosting just in time for Father's Day. It's called Devious Dads, and it introduces you to some of the most feared, fraudulent, and fatal fathers in history. Every Sunday on Spotify, discover the men who started out as role models and ended up becoming real-life criminals like Wall Street financier Bernie Madoff, whose billion-dollar Ponzi scheme destroyed countless families, including his own. Or Marvin Gaye Sr., whose envy and resentment towards his son's successful music career drove him to murder. Each episode of Devious Dads has been handpicked from shows across the ParCast network, shining a light on the men who are far more wicked than wise. This summer, catch a glimpse of the frightening side of fatherhood. Follow the Spotify original from ParCast, Devious Dads. Listen free only on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Now back to the story. On June 17, 2008, it was reported that a dislocated foot washed up on a beach in Canada. It was the fifth to be discovered during the previous 12 months. The unsettling finds provoked theories of serial killers, human traffickers, and even supernatural events. But perhaps the truth is even stranger than those proposals. Over the past 14 years, 21 human feet have floated ashore in British Columbia and Washington, one at a time. Each foot came dressed in a running shoe, with the exception of one in a hiking boot. Coroners made great efforts in the last decade to eliminate various conspiracy theories. Foul play was ruled out in each case. Some of the disembodied feet were thought to be the results of deaths by suicide or potential accidents at sea. 
but most likely the disarticulated feet were separated from their bodies naturally in the ocean. Rubber-soled sneakers not only managed to help preserve them, but also caused them to float. Modern sneakers are relatively buoyant. Scientists also took a stab at how the feet arrived off northwestern shores specifically. First, researchers examined what happened to a dead body underwater. Once at sea, a corpse could either sink or float. Floating bodies often ended up ashore sooner, carried by surface currents and wind. Sunken carcasses, however, stayed put at the bottom of the ocean, pulled in different directions by deep-sea currents. In seawater, cadavers tended to be more buoyant, but clothing or lung cavities filled with water could cause anyone to sink. If a person drowned, their body most often plummeted. Furthermore, cold water can inhibit decay. Deep in the ocean, microbial processes likely wreaked havoc on the bodies that could have caused the tissue to form adipocere, a spongy, wax-like material. The feet found in Canada were all covered in it, suggesting the bodies decomposed at the bottom of the sea. The hypothesis might also explain why the rest of the victims were nowhere to be seen. They remained sunken or had decomposed. Forensic scientists then suggested that underwater scavengers, like crabs or shrimp, picked apart the soft tissue. Ankles consist primarily of soft tissue, thus if a shoe-wearing corpse was chewed apart by shellfish, the foot could have detached with relative ease. According to coroners, all of the dismembered feet were separated by some natural process, such as decomposition or scavenging. Once the foot was unhitched from the body, its buoyant rubber sneaker brought it to the surface. The Pacific Salish Sea, a smaller sea off the British Columbian coast, is sort of a trap. Its winds blow from the west, carrying material in from the ocean instead of pushing it out to sea. There's one last note to consider. While those who frequent sandy southern beaches may play barefoot near the water, outdoor enthusiasts in British Columbia and the Pacific Northwest almost always wear sneakers or boots. They have to, given the rockiness of the terrain and the slipperiness of the region's beaches. True crime fans and amateur investigators have participated in attempts to link the floating feet to a serial killer or mysterious disaster. But there were no known murders or commonalities that suggested any links between the feet. Odds are the deaths occurred due to a variety of causes over the course of decades. In all likelihood, Mother Nature played a starring role in bringing the dismembered feet ashore. And it's a good bet she'll continue to do so as long as crabs are hungry and sneakers float. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. For more on this story, check out our episodes on it in Unexplained Mysteries. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime.
Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Paul Liebeskin, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Trent Williamson, Carly Madden, and Bruce Kitovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by John Levinson, with writing assistance by Terrell Wells, and fact-checking by Adriano Romero. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Hey there, Carter again. As we close out, here's a reminder to check out my new ParCast limited series, Devious Dads. For 10 weeks, we're exposing the men who are far more flawed than fatherly, ruining anyone who stood in their way, even their own families. Follow Devious Dads free only on Spotify.